Hello and welcome. It is Thursday, October 27th, and I am your host, Doc Bryant. Why Doc? Because I am a former U.S. Navy Fleet Marine Force Navy Combat Corpsman. And we are referred to by our Marines and fellow sailors as Doc. And today I've got a few interesting stories here I want to talk about. First one I'm looking at is in the Citizen Free Press. And the headline is Katie Hobbs to sue Cochise County for hand-counting ballots. And I just found this really interesting. Why? Well, because if a county is going to hand-count their ballots, there is less likelihood that they are going to get the count wrong and more likelihood that they are going to be paying real close attention to what's on those ballots. And the fact that Katie Hobbs does not want this to occur tells me that she does not want a clean count, not only for Cochise County, but for the rest of Arizona entirely. Now, as you can imagine, Arizona is a very contentious race, and the reason that Arizona is a very contentious race is because it is Rhino Central. This is country that was run by the McCain machine for decades. And the rhinos don't want to give it up. The same as the Democrats don't want to give up power, the rhinos want, don't want to give up power. What's interesting is that they are both well on their way to fading into obscurity. The rhinos more so than the Democrats, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But Carrie Lake is in a very good position right now. The last I checked, she was actually ahead of Katie Hobbs. I, I believe she has pulled ahead of Katie Hobbs now to the tune of double digits, I believe. Last time I checked, it was 11 percentage points. That's going to be very difficult for Katie Hobbs to overcome. I want to point something else out, too, that you have a bunch of rhino and Democrat donors. Well, Democrats, obviously, but rhino donors backing Katie Hobbs because she, for them, is a better choice than 
an actual America-loving, nationalist, populist, MAGA candidate. They hate us. And they definitely don't want to see us winning governorships. They don't want us winning uh, state attorney general positions, especially. And, of course, they, they don't want us winning state legislatures either, but uh, I'm afraid that particular ship has sailed. All of this goes to show and support my theory about what is going to end up happening to the Democrat Party. And I touched on this on my uh, earlier videos today. By the way, you can find my videos, which are a lot shorter, on... Uh, uh, come on, Doc, you know this. Uh, Odyssey, that's O-D-Y-S-E-E dot -E com. On BitChute, that's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com. Uh, and on Rumble dot com. Um, I'm still not convinced that wasting my time on YouTube with their convoluted algorithm is a good uh, use of my time. So I, I really haven't spent a lot of time there. But if you want to keep track of my videos, uh, that's where they are. At any rate, one of the videos I was talking about, we were uh, I was talking about the, uh, the situation with... Uh, the Democrats and and what uh, what bad shape they're in and, and an indicator of what bad shape they're in is the mental deficience that they are running for their various races and who are currently occupying various positions, not the least of which is the usurper in chief and his vice usurper. Biden and Harris. Now, I am not picking on Biden because he has had an aneurysm. That is unfortunate. I am not picking on him because of that. Joe Biden was always the dumbest person in Washington, D.C. Always and forever. Amen. He was the dumbest person in Washington, D.C. He was dirty as hell, but he's also stupid. Now, now he is stupid and demented. And then you have his vice moron, uh, Kamala Harris, who just today, apparently, was saying that diesel-powered school buses negatively affect students who ride in them and make it harder for those students to learn. I kid you not. Uh, you, you just can't get any dumber. Um, but, but they keep trying. Anyway, you've got those two mental midgets uh, heading up the party. And then, down ballot, uh, currently running you have people like Katie Hobbs, who is uh, who refuses to debate Carrie Lake because she knows that she will get completely blown out. 
And then you have uh, John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, who uh, was never overly bright, but uh, unfortunately for him, suffered a stroke. And although he did, I mean, it was very, very obvious that uh, the stroke has taken its toll on him when he debated Mehmet Oz the other day. Uh, I'm not picking on him because of that, other than the fact that it is very obvious that his capacity um, makes it uh, would make it impossible for a normal person to function in the United States Senate. Not a Democrat, however, and I'll explain that in a minute. Then you've got our intellectual, there are uh, our tower of uh, intellect here in Texas, Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, who he's kind of a cross between uh, the likes of AOC and uh, John Fetterman. He's he's both a felon and an idiot. Um. And then, of course, you've got AOC, who is just an idiot. And and somebody asked me on Twitter today, how is it that the, that the Democrats are running such mentally deficient candidates? And I explained, first off, these are not the people who are actually going to be making the decisions. These are puppets. These are people who will be receiving orders from their masters within the globalist system. Uh, be that uh, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, whoever. Um, but these candidates are not going to be the ones making the decisions. They're just going to be the ones that are going to be voting or signing off on things. But they're going to be receiving their orders from elsewhere. And it certainly, certainly will not be from their constituents. They do not give two shakes of a lamb's tail about their constituents. They do not care about their constituents at any rate. The, uh, the next thing is, the Democrats don't have anybody else. If they had candidates that were smarter, more uh, charismatic, uh, more politically adept, they would be running them. But they don't have people like that. They have people like this. They have these mental midgets. And that shows you th these guys are these guys are their starters. Okay? These guys used to be backbenchers, but now they're the starters. The Democrats have zero depth. They got no bench left at all. Because of that. As I have said in the past, what's going to have to happen is that the Democrats 
are going to have to rebrand yet again. And in order to rebrand, the first thing that they are going to have to do is they are going to have to come up with a scapegoat for their failures. And at first, I was thinking that the scapegoat, uh, the scapegoats were going to be the radical leftists in the form of the squad, AOC and her cohorts. But now... I'm kind of thinking a more convenient. They're going to have to distance themselves from, from AOC and the squad. That's going to have to happen unless AOC and the squad wise up and, uh, and, and learn how to become a little bit more politically adept. And, uh, they may not even have that chance, at least not for AOC. AOC might be, uh, not long for U.S. Congress, uh, given her poll numbers in her district, which was recently redistricted. But um, regardless, I think a more convenient scapegoat will be uh, Joe Biden himself and Kamala Harris. I think they will both make great scapegoats. And with that, Whoever the scapegoat happens to be, the the Democrats are going to try to rebrand themselves and, and say, you know, oh, we got pulled too far left or this, that, or the other thing. Whatever they happen to come up with, it doesn't matter. And then they're going to uh, reach across the aisle to the disaffected rhinos that were kicked out of the Republican Party by the extremist MAGA Republicans and the uh, racist Donald Trump. And in order to stop these white nationalist extremists, the rhinos and the Democrats are going to have to come together and, and uh, create a new party, which uh, I'm positive the Democrats are not going to want to get rid of their moniker. But they might refer to themselves as a new Democrat party, a revitalized Democrat party, a bipartisan Democrat party, standing up against the scourge of white nationalism. Um, and the first Republican, I guarantee it, the first Republican you are going to see cross over to this new party is going to be Liz Cheney. I can just, I can guarantee it. If, if I'm wrong, well, it wouldn't be the first time. And speaking of Liz Cheney, while we're on that particular subject, just to support my particular uh, take on this, we have a story from Axios from Aaron Darty. Headline is Liz Cheney endorses Democrat Elisa Slotkin in the Michigan House race. This is her building up street cred with the Democrats. That's what she is doing. She is looking for political 
credibility and she is looking for her political life raft. She is not, she's not going to retire. She's not going to step down. She wants to be in politics for as long as she can. She likes the headlight, uh, the (laughs) headlights. She likes the limelight. She likes the power, the recognition and, 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 and the media the same thing that McCain liked. She likes the the attention from the mainstream media. And as if to prove her tone deafness, she doesn't understand that nobody is watching the mainstream media anymore. Uh, but that didn't bother McCain either come to think of it, like when Fox News came along and CNN started going downhill and MSNBC started going downhill, um, McCain still pandered to the left-wing media. And Liz Cheney is zero difference. There is zero difference between her and McCain. And so she is backing Democrats now because she knows she lost her house seat by over 40 percentage points she lost that race but she's not done she is now campaigning for a democrat position some way shape or form she wants to be part of the democrat machine excuse me and while we're on elections we've got this from the hill biden and harris this is how desperate they are folks biden and harris to make rare campaign appearance as duo to help fetterman You can't make this up. So you're going to have two people there incapable of understanding speech or speaking coherently and a third person who is just a moron. And this is somehow, some way, supposed to sway the voters of Pennsylvania to vote for one of the aforementioned uh, persons who is incapable of understanding or speaking coherently. It, it, you just can't make this up. This is how desperate they are. So you've got these, these candidates who are not going to represent the people that they claim that they are going to represent. And, and, and these, these candidates who are morons and or corrupt are being campaigned for by morons who are also 
corrupt, and they think, I don't even know if they think that this is going to help. I really don't know if they even think this is going to help, or if, it, if they're just to the point of desperation so much that they're like, well, what else are we going to do? There's nothing else that they can do. That's how desperate they are. And while we're on the subject of morons, let's go to Joy Bayar, or Bayar, however you pronounce it. Uh, this from the Citizen Free Press. Joy Behar states that Oz violated his medical oath by debating Fetterman. This, this is a line that occurred, I mean, they started spouting this the second that this debate was over. That Oz and anybody else who opposes John Fetterman are ableists. They can, they can make up ists for anything. They can make up ists and phobes, istisms and phobes, phobias, for anything. You name it. And so because John Fetterman is a white male, they can't call anybody who opposes him a racist because he is straight. They can't call them homophobes. So they got to make stuff up and call them ableists. Okay, so anybody who opposes John Fetterman is an ableist. Not because John Fetterman is incapable of understanding speech or incapable of speaking coherently, which will absolutely impact his ability to function as a United States Senator. has nothing to do with his qualifications. All it has to do with is he is a victim type. They have created a victim type in him because of his stroke. So they made him a victim. And now anybody who opposes him is simply an oppressor. That is how critical theory operates. That's the basis for critical theory. And so Oz oppressed Fetterman by debating him. And what was Oz supposed to do? Just allow Fetterman to stand there unopposed? This is an election. Two sides opposed to each other. I mean, Mehmet Oz isn't exactly a white person, so why isn't John Fetterman a racist for debating Oz? Well, the answer is obvious, because Oz... I'm not going to say Oz is a conservative, because I haven't seen any evidence of that. But Oz is a candidate that was supported by Donald Trump. And he is running as a Republican. Whether or not he's conservative, whether or not he is real MAGA, has yet to be seen. But Joy Behar didn't even know what... This woman's ignorance and stupidity... 
are 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 monumental. She didn't know what the oath with the medical oath was called. She couldn't say why Oz violated that oath simply by debating Fetterman. She just spouts this stuff. She just says stupid stuff. And I only point this out. I don't point it out because I consider it in, in any way, shape, or form any kind of threat. I point it out because it is entertaining. Nobody's listening to her. She's part of the aforementioned main, or what used to be the mainstream media, uh, what is, I guess you could call the legacy media uh, machine that nobody's listening to anymore. I, I don't know what the, uh, what the ratings are for The View. I have no idea. But really the only thing that, uh, the only entertainment that, that one could possibly get from The View is stuff like this. What stupid stuff did they say today? Well, Joy Behar said that Oz violated his medical oath by debating Fetterman. I've got, I've got a question for Joy Behar. What about all of those doctors who have murdered 60 million plus babies? Did they violate their medical oath? By the way, it's Hippocratic Oath. Okay, Hippocratic Oath, Joy Behar, you monumental moron. Another one by the Citizen Free Press, and I really like this one. This one is really neat. And and at first I was I, I'm I'm gonna admit I was opposed and I may still be a little bit opposed to uh, Ron DeSantis's creation of a law enforcement agency that specifically deals with uh, election fraud. I'm, I'm, because there's part of me that's like, it's a good idea, but it could be very seriously abused if the side switch then the left would weaponize it to their uh, advantage and use it to oppress anybody who opposes them. So there's part of me that's just like, eh, I don't know. But it seems to be working because they are arresting people who are involved in voter fraud in Florida. And here we've got a big one. Uh, the headline is jaw-dropping fraud, systemic ballot, uh, yes, yeah, systemic ballot harvesting in Orlando black neighborhoods. Florida's new Office of Election Crimes and Security, the OECS, has collected enough evidence of systemic ballot ballot harvesting 
in the Orlando area to recommend state law enforcement open a full criminal investigation. Oh, okay, that's how it works. So what they do is they see if there's enough evidence and then they refer it over to actual law enforcement. That's a little bit better. Ballot harvesting is illegal in Florida, should be illegal everywhere. Just the News reports that the OECS, I wonder how they say that, OX, I don't know. The OX investigation, I'm going to call it that, was launched after Cynthia Harris, a former candidate for Orange County Commissioner, filed a sworn affidavit with the Florida Secretary of State's office. In her affidavit, Harris described a long-standing systemic ballot harvesting operation in the Orlando area. Now, see, I'm starting to wonder why. What were her motives? I'm wondering why she turned over, especially a Democrat. Did somebody tick her off? Was she already in the crosshairs of the OECS? and decided to flip for them so that the crosshairs would look towards somebody else, much in the same way a street-level dealer would turn in their supplier? I wonder. Just the News reports that Harris even recorded a ballot broker coming to her home in 2017 to collect her ballot and obtained the script that Harvester was given by her bosses to make the pitch for a voter to turn over their ballot. Harris, a Democrat, alleges that the entire operation is funded by progressive organizations. Well, I think that goes without saying. Who else would be funding it? Harris filed a sworn affidavit in late August with Secretary of State's office alleging that illegal operations to collect third-party ballots have been going on for years in the Orlando area where voting activists are paid $10 for each ballot they collect. I think it's funny how they call them voting activists. They're not voting activists. They are criminals. She described an intricate system funded by liberal-leaning organizations that dispatch ballot brokers into black communities to pressure voters to turn over their ballots. The $10 fee per ballot is divvied up among the parties who help complete the harvesting. Well, I mean, that's only fair. That's, that's at least we can give them points for consistency. That's communism right there. If Joe Schmo manages to harvest more ballots than Jane Doe, it's only fair that you, it's like tip sharing. It's communism. It's only fair that you, you make one big pot and then you distribute it equally. 
at least they're being consistent here. I cannot fault them for this. I mean, granted they're breaking the law, but at least they're being consistent. And I, and I like that. Now I want to go over to uh, uh, one thing that, that, I, that I'm really enjoying as far as current events are concerned. I am really, really, really enjoying uh, watching just all of these woke mega corporations burning to the ground. I am loving watching wokeness end. They had their time. It lasted about six years, going on seven. And now that time is over. It's all collapsing. You've got to the point now where it's not just that woke corporations aren't getting any business. Like, it's not just that people are not watching the woke movies or the woke TV shows or reading the woke books, which is a laugh because they're illiterates. But it's not like... The, the the businesses are suffer or you know or or going on the woke social media etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, it's not just that it's that this last year especially they have been suffering financially because people have not been partaking of their businesses. And because they have been suffering financially, they have put themselves in positions where they have to change their business practices or completely go under. The best example of this is Warner. Warner Brothers was bought out by Disney, or not Disney, (laughs) by uh, Discovery Plus. And David Zaslav came in swinging and started firing people left and right. And I think it was today they announced, maybe it was yesterday, but I think it was today that Warner announced, or the story came out, that Warner was writing off over $2 billion, with a B, dollars worth of projects. Those that were in the works and those that were finished that could harm the brand. These are woke projects that nobody was going to watch and that worse we're going to follow the old and I say old it's only six years old that the but still old tired tactic of uh, assaulting 
personally assaulting the fans for being racists and bigots and homophobes and blah, 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 for not wanting to watch the, the content. The content that is specifically designed to usurp, undermine the original intent of whatever IP they were hijacking. And these corporations across the board are suffering. Not so much Warner anymore because they are on their way back to actually doing the right thing. And so I'm actually now interested in the stuff that Warner Brothers is going to be putting out because they are correctly dealing with the situation, unlike Disney and Bob Chapek. Disney, who is continuing to destroy IPs. Disney, whose entertainment department, division, whatever you want to call it, is circling the drain. They don't have anything anymore. Indiana Jones died with the Crystal Skull. It was a stupid movie. There, there were there were one or two uh, amusing parts. One or two. Uh, member berries in there that just were like feel-goods and stuff like that. But as a whole, the movie sucked. Uh, And that pains me to say. Because I have always been a huge fan of Indiana Jones. But that movie sucked. Uh, And the fifth movie is going to suck even worse. Talk about uh, undermining an IP. Uh, the fifth movie is is going to be uh, just awful, absolutely awful. At any rate, Lucasfilm is a loss because along with Indiana Jones, which has been dead for quite some time since the Crystal Skull. Star Wars is dead. It has been officially declared so. It is a dead brand. And the reason that it has been officially declared a dead brand is because they finally managed to squeeze out what, by all accounts, is a halfway decent program in the show Andor but nobody's watching it. Didn't even break Nielsen's top 10 in its first week. So Star Wars is dead. Thanks very much to Kathleen Kennedy, who actually said 
I am either going to have my way or burn this foolishness to the ground. Those were her exact words with regards to Star Wars. And it seems that she did both. Because Star Wars is complete and utter woke garbage. And it is a total failure. Star Wars is a dead brand. So Disney owning Lucasfilm means nothing to them anymore. They are not going to get, well, hell, they haven't been getting any profit out of them since uh, Kathleen Kennedy took over. They're not going to get any more profit out of them, no matter what, because they will not do what they have to do in order to save it, which is fire Kathleen Kennedy. They will not do it. JPEG hasn't got the balls. And so, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and Toto is dead. With Star Wars and Indiana Jones, which were the only two IPs that Lucasfilm had anyway. That's $4.3 billion down the drain for Disney. And even if, at this point, they fired Kathleen Kennedy, even if they did everything that they need to do, get rid of the uh, Kathleen Kennedy's story group, if they fired everybody, including Kennedy, it's too late. It's too late. Why? Because of what we're seeing with Andor. The fans are not interested anymore. I, as a diehard fan, I grew up. I saw the original Star Wars in the theaters in 1977. And have been a diehard fan until Disney bought them. So, if I am any indicator, and of course, if these recent numbers for Andor are any indicator, the fans are fed up. I know from my perspective, there is nothing Disney can do that will bring me back to Star Wars. Nothing they can do. They can hand over the reins to John Favreau tomorrow. Fire Kathleen Kennedy and her story group. Clear all of the woke people out and give total control over to John Favreau. It is too late. I will not consume any more Disney content. Then you've got the MCU under Kevin Feige. And the MCU under Kevin Feige is circling the drain. It is failing. It is falling apart. And proof of that is the most recent show of theirs, She-Hulk, which is another something that I would 
like to talk about at some point, maybe not tonight, maybe tomorrow. But I have some interesting observations regarding She-Hulk because She-Hulk is a perfect window into the soul of the millennial generation, the generation raised on participation trophies and narcissism. That's that's a whole other rant right there that I would love to get into, but I'm not going to do it because I'm already a little bit further afield than I wanted to get, but I'm going to keep going because, hell, this is my show. Anyway, so you've got um, the MCU under Kevin Feige, whose plan for this next push of the MCU was to create a an endgame type situation except with an all-female Avengers cast and just a hundred percent wokeism he's totally in all in on the wokest agenda but just and uh, I, I guess this was I don't know who greenlit this I don't want to give Chapek too much uh, too much credit because I don't like him. He had a chance to do the right thing and he didn't do it. And I don't know why. Some people say he doesn't have enough power. I don't believe that for a second. I just don't think he has the balls. At any rate, somebody greenlit a production for a very obscure or, or a, a, a movie only to be shown on Disney Plus based on a very obscure comic book that, as far as I know, I'm the only one who I know who even knew about this comic book. It's called Werewolf by Night. This was actually the comic book that gave birth to the character of Moon Knight, who is also another Marvel character that I'm the only person I knew who knew that this character existed until uh, Disney decided to revive him and make him a laughingstock with his TV show. Cut off his balls. Um, and... Uh, insult all of his fans. But at any rate, uh, I don't know the name of the director, but they gave this director complete control over Werewolf by Night. And by all accounts, from the people who watched it, it was fantastic. The best thing that the MCU has produced since Endgame. Maybe even better than Endgame. Uh, I almost want to see it. I almost want to activate my Disney Plus account for one month just so I can see this show, but I'm not gonna. And that is another indication of how bad shape Disney is in. But anyway, this show proved that if you allow 
a good director and good writers to create a good story, people will watch it. The ratings apparently for this thing were through the roof, totally embarrassed She-Hulk. And that's proof right there what bad shape the MCU is in. Now, one would think that Bob J. Peck would take this evidence and run with it and tell Kevin Feige, you aren't calling the shots anymore. As a matter of fact, he should have fired Kevin Feige. But that's another person he's not going to fire. No, instead, he's just going to give Feige a warning. Uh, same, same as he did with Kathleen Kennedy. He's going to allow them to fail upwards, and the MCU, or the MCU, is going to continue to suck. So the MCU is circling the drain. The animation department is basically non-existent for Disney anymore, and Pixar is so heavily in the woke corner that they are producing losers like Lightyear. And they've got nothing else. As a matter of fact, they had another one, and I can't remember the name of it, that was supposed to be, and I'm not kidding, uh, the story of a the lo a love story of a uh, gay teenager or something along those lines. And you were going to have your transgenders and all that kind of stuff in there, and they were going full-on woke with this. And apparently it was so bad that that did get at least uh, delayed. So Pixar is pretty much dead. So what do they have left? That's it. That's all they have. Disney had Lucasfilm, dead. MCU circling the drain. Pixar circling the drain, almost dead. Animation Studio, dead. Disney doesn't have anything else. Their entertainment department doesn't have anything else. They are a dying brand. And people say, oh, well, they're a billion-dollar company, and they can go on like that forever. No, they can't. They got five more years at best. They have been using the profits from the parks to prop up the entertainment division. And that is starting to show. Because now they're having to charge more money for the parks, which means fewer people can afford to go. All the reports I'm hearing are indicating that there are multiple rides that are having maintenance problems. And at any given day you go, there are going to be like eight or nine rides down. So why go if you have to pay exorbitant fees to go to a park where the rides don't work? And, and I'm hearing more and more reports that the staff are angry, mean, rude and surly. 
All of this is happening under Chapek's watch. And they're jacking up the prices so that you can come to a place that is no longer happy, where the rides don't work, and pay a crap load of money. That business model will not last forever. So what's the only other thing that they've got for profit? Well, that would be their live sports that they get through uh, ESPN and I, I guess it's CBS that they own. CBS or ABC, one of those two. So they've got their live sports and that's bringing in a crap load of money. So they're going to have to start funneling that money to prop up the parks and to prop up the entertainment. But my guess is what's ultimately going to end up happening is that they're going to have to start selling stuff off. My guess is what's going to end up happening is that Disney, as a company, is going to disappear. Nobody's going to want to buy it because the brand is going to be worthless. The brand is going to be worthless because nobody's going to want to go to the parks. Nobody's going to watch their movies. Disney is going to die out. It is going to go the way of the dinosaur. Disney will not exist anymore. Somebody will come along and buy CBS. Somebody will come along and buy ESPN. But nobody's going to want Disney because it's worthless. That's the direction that they're headed in. So you've got all of these woke organizations. Well, that brings us to the tech sector. In the tech sector, Elon Musk has just taken over Twitter. The world's town hall. The beacon of globalist philosophy. Excuse me. Has fallen. To capitalism. Has fallen to free speech. And one company. That like Disney. Has dug in its heels. Dedicated. To censorship. Dedicated. To the globalist agenda dedicated to wokeness that cannot be saved by some billionaire who decided to buy it is Facebook, a.k.a. Meta.
This headline from justthenews.com. Meta has been fined over $24 million for campaign finance violations. A Washington state judge fined Meta, the parent company of Facebook, $24.7 million for violating campaign finance disclosure law. The maximum penalty allowed for more than eight hundred violations of the law. King County Superior Court Judge Douglas North issued the penalty Wednesday after Meta violated Washington's 1972 Fair Campaign Practices Act, the Associated Press reported. The law requires TV stations, newspapers, and platforms such as Meta to publish the names and addresses of people who purchase political ads, who the ads are targeting, how the ads were funded, and the number of views for each ad. Meta argued the law was unconstitutional because it placed an undue burden on political speech and is virtually impossible to fully comply with. Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson, a Democrat, said Facebook intentionally disregarded the state's election transparency laws. Now, Facebook has been circling the drain for quite some time. Nobody is on Facebook anymore except the so-called boomers. Even my dad is not on Facebook anymore. Okay, he is 76 years old. If anybody is going to be on Facebook, it's going to be him. He's not on Facebook anymore. He got fed up with it because of their censorious practices and the like. So Facebook has been headed the way of MySpace for, for a while now. But they they have dug their heels in. And you've got more and more states, like Florida, like Texas, where it's illegal for big tech companies like Facebook to censor political speech. And but, but they're still doing it. So Mark Zuckerberg, is he is dedicated to this. But Meta cannot afford this kind of thing. Mark Zuckerberg, over the past, I think, two years, has been kicked out of the top five richest people in the world and most recently been kicked out of the top ten richest people in the world because of stuff like this. And it continues to get worse for him and his company. Breitbart story. Get zucked. Facebook stock down 22% based on disappointing earnings. Facebook, now known as Meta, reported a second straight quarterly revenue decline, with its stock plummeting an astonishing 
in morning trading after already losing two-thirds of its value this year so far. CNBC reports that Facebook shares have continued their downward trend throughout 2022, plunging by more than 22% in morning trading on Thursday, following a weak forecast for the fourth quarter that came with third quarter earnings well below Wall Street's expected earnings. CNBC posted the following figures from the report. Earnings per share, 1.64 versus 1.89. Expected, according to Refinitiv. Revenue, 27.71 billion versus 27.38 billion. Expected, according to Refinitiv. Daily active users, 1.98 billion versus 1.98 billion expected. Okay, well, that's the same. So they haven't grown any. Monthly active users, 2.96 billion versus 2.94 billion. And average revenue per user, $9.41 versus $9.83. Facebook is facing a number of issues currently, such as a slowdown in online ad spending, negative effects of Apple's iOS 14 app tracking transparency feature, and increased competition from other platforms, such as the Chinese-owned video app TikTok. This has resulted in the company posting consecutive quarters of revenue declines with a third straight drop expected in the fourth quarter. While company revenue fell by 4% in the third quarter, Facebook's costs and expenses rose by 19% uh, year over year to $22.1 billion. Operating income declined 46% from the year's previous $5.66 billion. So Facebook is in some serious trouble. And the thing about Facebook, like Disney, will become shortly. Nobody's going to want the brand. Nobody's going to want to buy it. Mark Zuckerberg is in some serious, serious trouble. He's not going to be able to sell this like like Twitter sold to Elon Musk. He's not going to be able to sell it to Musk. He's not going to be able to sell it to anybody. Nobody is going to want Facebook. It is going to fade into obscurity. And Zuckerberg is going to be worth less and less and less as a result of his total dedication to censoring free speech. Well, that's all I've got for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening. You can reach out to me. My email address or the show's email address, rather, is docbryantshow at zohomail.com. That's Z-O-H-O mail.com. You can find me on Gab, Getter, 
Minds, Truth Social, and uh, what's that other one? Locals. At Doc Bryant. I also have a gilded uh, community. Uh, if you're if you know anything about gilded, uh, I kind of like that platform myself. Um, and I am on the newly liberated Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. So that's at Doc Bryant for all of the other social media platforms except for Facebook. And at Doc Bryant Actual on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening once again. And I will talk to you all later.